0: Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, you'll have ad-free episodes, and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love, linked in the show notes.
1: I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech.
0: feel bad now. I'm not giving you a filter.
1: <laughs> well, there's that one filter that oh, the whatever Kim the Kim Kardashian filter, that like the glossy, perfect skin. Yeah, right? with the little bit of eye that's opening. What,
0: yeah, that's what I just used. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like the universal. So I never
0: have to wear makeup. I just have Snapchat. <laughs> Welcome back to the We Are LA Tech podcast. You guys, you have no idea how stoked I am for this next LA startup spotlight. It is awesome because I found this company in the most serendipitous way. And the founder has already like won over my heart with his generosity, kindness, patience, respect. I want you guys to check out GetUpcast.com. Hello, Drew.
1: Hello. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. Go ahead and introduce yourself, your name, your role, and your company.
1: I am Drew Doyon. I'm the founder and CEO of Upcast. And we created the first mobile app that lets uh, models and actors audition by sending live photos and videos instead of outdated headshots.
0: And where in L.A. are you based?
1: Uh, In Santa Monica, California.
0: Cool. And if I remember correctly, you're a rock.
1: I am at Rock,
0: How did you end up at, Rock's a a popular co-working space in LA, it's fancy. How did you end up at Rock?
1: (laughs) It is fancy. Uh, I have, well, first I started going to events at at co-working spaces all over LA. I live in Santa Monica, so I was looking for something walking distance, so I've checked out the WeWorks and uh, Cross Campus. uh, And Rock kind of has a a different feel to it. It's really big, it's still very nice, and it's relatively inexpensive, which is uh, nice when you're a startup.
0: Definitely nice when you're a startup. Now, you're not from L.A., right?
1: I am not. I'm originally from Connecticut.
0: And so when did you move to L.A.?
1: I moved to L.A. in 2009, originally to pursue modeling and acting.
0: And when did you come up with the idea of Upcast?
1: Basically, I've been professionally modeling and acting for about eight years, and I had been getting busy and I was getting involved in tech, and should I have a a side job? And I started freelancing. And basically, um, I was unable to make certain auditions. And a lot of times, my agency would say, hey, can you send us a digital? Um, And I thought, you know, we have all these incredible uh, technology in our phones. Why am I not able to just take a picture and send it? Why do I have to drive two hours in traffic? Why do I have to sit in line for an hour just to have someone else take a picture of me that I could have taken myself?
0: Drew created this video that's hilarious. It's very Dollar Shave Club, the Old Spice video combination. It's just it's well done, though, I thought because a lot of people have tried to redo the those types of videos. And then you just feel like you're just watching someone trying to redo those types of videos. And I felt like the way Drew executed on the video, just really hit home with the pain point, even if you're not an actor. Like, I'm not an actor. And I just knowing about the L.A. situation with parking. He just really touched on pain points that he created an emotional connectivity in the video, and it was a Facebook ad. And so I got to see um, GetUpcast, which is .com, or Upcast is the company name, on this Facebook ad, and I was just like, I have to have you on the We Are LA Tech podcast. This is great. But you just mentioned you're, you come from an acting background. So where did tech come into play, and then what role do you play within Upcast?
1: Yeah, so I've always been enamored with tech in general. Um, I created my first website when I was 13, but I didn't really have any idea what I was doing. I dabbled in Photoshop, and I always wanted to... Um, even do that when I was uh, studying in college, just kind of get more into marketing and um, Photoshop and developing in general. And basically what uh, modeling and acting allowed me to do is I had a little bit of free time. Um, I started teaching myself to code and kind of learned the ins and outs of SEO. And I started just really doing it to help friends. I built a website for my mom. And and then a buddy of mine said, hey, uh, we're looking for salespeople for this cool startup. And it was the first time I ever walked into the room and actually saw coders. And I like the lights went oh. off I was like oh my god this is so cool like I want to be in tech this is um, awesome. <laughs> and the cool thing about it was that it was a tech company, I was doing sales, but I wanted to really learn the ins and outs of the process. So I really started learning marketing. Um, and then uh, I, I started teaching myself to code. And uh, from there, I had gotten other uh, jobs and startups. And then I started freelancing for other startups doing marketing for them.
0: Now, when did you or did you let go of acting and modeling to pursue tech full time? Or do you do both now?
1: For the most part, I still do modeling and acting, uh, mostly print and commercial stuff. Uh, pursuing TV and film is kind of another animal in and of itself. Um, I'm happy to get the work that I do. I do a lot of uh, fitness modeling and uh, commercial work here and there. But for the most part, this whole process started almost 20 months ago. Um, We didn't start building until about six months ago when I Finally raised funding. So it's been an extremely long process. So I haven't been able to, unfortunately, uh, do it full time. Uh, so I've been modeling and acting throughout the process.
0: And by the way, you guys, I just have to say this because I'm born and raised L.A. Like, Drew is nothing like a typical, like, actor model. <laughs> like, he's, like, dope. Like, if you guys run into him on the street, like, definitely say hello. He's, like... He brought me DK's Donuts. Like, he's <laughs> awesome. Like, if you guys don't know DK's, then you're definitely not in the startup world. Um, so, how many people are on your team?
1: It is me, and I have a, a software engineer.
0: You said that you guys were able to raise money. What was that journey like?
1: It was pretty crazy. So, I originally had an investor on board um, and it ended up falling through. And then I wanted to, I always wanted to build a team and the entire point wasn't to really go about this, um, on my, on my own. And I found these incredible co-founders and, and that fell through. And, and then I tried building it myself and thought I, maybe I could, um, hire a, a freelancer to build this with me. And then I, I met the investor last year and it took a, a long time as, uh, probably about seven months uh, to close the deal. But um, yeah, it, it was just kind of a, a crazy long process. And, and during that time, it was uh, always just me as a sole founder.
0: Do you mind if we really get into it? Because you said a lot of things that I think would help a lot of people. Yeah. Like, uh, well, one, do you mind sharing? And if it's not public, totally fine. But mm-hmm. do you mind sharing how much you were able to raise?
1: Yeah. So I was able to raise uh, $250,000 from an angel investor.
0: That's, that's amazing. And I'd kind of like to take it... Back to sort of the beginning, because you said things like I had an investor and then they fell out and then I had founders and they fell out and then I had, you know, you said a lot of those. And that's that's a really true thing for a lot of people and something that's not talked about a lot. So if it's okay with you, I'd love to get into that, how you built up the emotional stamina to keep moving forward and where you ended up finding your software engineer and meeting your investor.
1: Yeah. So um, From the beginning, I I met somebody that uh, thought the idea was good and said that they were interested in potentially investing. And that, I'm so thankful for that first, you know, start of the process, because it really made me build a business plan. And they said, you know, just tell us what you would what you want to build, how you would do it and and get really, and it was the first time that I really buckled down. And I had somebody tell me, you know, you have to go full force at something for at least, you know, six months and just give it your your go, because I tried other things in the past. And basically, um, during the negotiations and the kind of relationship just kind of deteriorated uh, a little bit. And it just ended up not being the right fit, but I was so grateful for everything that I learned during that process kind of set me up as I move forward. Um, and one of the kind of like stipulations was that they wanted me to um, to go with like a, a dev shop. And I was, you know, I was like, oh, well, I want to have co-founders and I want to build this, this company. And that's what kind of really excited me about everything I'd read about the tech world. And um, it wasn't about like, you know, creating this business just for myself. Um, so I started reaching out to pretty much every iOS developer that I could find um, on LinkedIn or AngelList, uh, et cetera.
0: Like you hustled it.
1: I also did. Well, I got no response.
0: To <laughs> but you um, still hustle It didn't stop the hustle. <laughs>
1: uh, no, yeah, I definitely was hustling. And um, I randomly tweeted somebody that um, was uh, interested. And it was kind of like this amazing... Um, that seemed like this amazing thing that it was basically a a, a couple that um you know one was an amazing uh, iOS engineer and the other was an amazing designer and I thought that I had you know just found the perfect the most perfect partners right. um, and it just ended up not working out. Uh, they they moved on to to other things. Um, so at how that, did you
0: emotionally handle that?
1: That that was difficult because after going through the the investment kind of downfall. Um, I was okay with that because I, I was like, oh, now I get to do with the, w- with the way I wanted to. And I already knew the company that I wanted to build and why I wanted to build it. But losing the co founders, I really thought, you know, like, I'm never going to, f- I'm not going to be able to find other people. I'd already put so much effort into um, trying to meet co founders to believe in, in my idea uh, and to want to build it. Because a lot of people, especially um, I feel like here in Southern California, you know, the good Uh, developers, they already have really good, well-paying jobs here, Mm -hmm. and it it definitely takes a lot, and I understand, to like put yourself out there to build something else or someone else's idea. Um, So it was just, I mean, it was a lot of support from girlfriend, friends, family, um, but um, there were definitely times where I thought, you know, I may have to get another job or do something and kind of put it on the back burner um, and just hope that no one else does it during that time.
0: And then where did you end up meeting your current software engineer and your investor?
1: So my investor, I met through basically a friend of a friend. We had been in this, a similar um, social circle, but I knew that he was a, a very uh, successful and um, entrepreneur here in, in Santa Monica. And I kind of just wanted his advice, and he had said the first time that he heard that I was – Basically, this was when I was trying to code the platform myself. Um, You know, if you ever need any help, just let me know. I'm happy to help. And he's very busy running his very successful companies. And I never really expected anything to come of it. Um, And as everything progressed with Upcast and kind of just, I was prepared to basically start pitching it. I was already trying to enter pitch festivals and stuff like that. So I felt pretty comfortable when he asked, like, what are you working on, um, to kind of give him a little bit of a, a piece of like what we were what I was trying to do. And he by running a company, he's he had shot commercials and run print campaigns. So he understood the pain points um, and asked who else was doing it. And uh, no one was and he said that he was interested uh, in investing. During that time, I was also talking to basically a freelance developer, You know, trying to figure out how I could fund this myself just to get an MVP, uh, just to show, you know, because the hardest part of this whole process has been being a solo entrepreneur, um, getting anybody to kind of take you seriously without having a team. Um, So to to actually meet with a technical founder and CEO of a company that actually saw what I brought to the table, even though I couldn't build the platform myself. Was kind of the affirmation that I needed.
0: That's so cool. How? I mean, we were kind of just talking about this, but how has LA, the LA tech ecosystem, help accelerate your growth?
1: To be to be honest, yeah, nothing really has accelerated. I I think that it's also probably partially my fault. I'm not very good at networking, um, and I haven't really met the kind of people to, or, or I haven't, I haven't been blessed with those type of, you know, m- mentors that, um, have told me like, go to this accelerator, go here, do this. Um, but, um, but the, my investor has been, um, amazing in, in the ways that he's been able to help. But, um, yeah, it's kind of another thing with being kind of on your own. Um, you, you, even, even when you are in those coworking spaces, you know, it's still, you still feel like the, Kind of the clickiness sometimes of the companies right. that are running and or that have office space and um rock is amazing I'm meeting uh some amazing people, but it is it wasn't until I got funding that I even entered into that type of space right um, so a lot of this has been new. you know new and just reading and researching yeah. at, at home really
0: no and i I love honesty like so I'm <laughs> all for it, so there are so many people listening right now. Who would you like to be connected to?
1: I would love to be connected to people um, in the entertainment space. Um, there's definitely, I feel like all mentors or partners or everything are, aren't obviously made equal. And because of the unique space that we're in, um, it'd be great to be connected with some uh, tech movers uh, in, the, in the entertainment uh, mobile space or just the entertainment space in general.
0: So people that are built, like, do, are you familiar with Digital LA? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you been to any Digital LA events? I have not. So No, he's making like a sad face. It's fine. But Digital LA is a great one. But um, the reason why We Are LA Tech exists is to support you. And so you guys, if you have a tech company based in the entertainment space, I want you to connect with Drew. I'm telling you, like, even though I just met Drew, you guys know I'm a good people reader. And he is like worth connecting with. How can people connect with you?
1: Uh, you can find me uh, Drew Doyon on every social network and uh, get upcast for everything upcast.
0: And how do you spell your name? Your last name?
1: It's uh, D O Y O N, as in Nancy. Awesome,
0: Drew. Thank you so much for sharing your story with We Are LA Tech. I absolutely am so excited to have you on the show. Like, how did you? You know, before before <laughs> we like conclude, how did you go about making the video? Like so many, that that's a thing. So many people want to make startup videos. How did you make that video, which is how I found you?
1: Um, so basically, I had scripted the video. I knew the pain points uh, in the industry um, that I wanted to target. And I had the idea for the video before even really the company uh, even came to fruition. And um, my background in, in marketing, I just knew that that was how I really wanted to to initially target people, um, and I knew I was going to do it um, through social marketing, just because of how niche we were able to get in L.A. and and so the video really had to touch on the pain points. But um, that is the this the side of the business that I do know actors and I did know people in production, so it was uh, a little bit easier to to put that production together. But um, it. It was just a really amazing uh, collaboration of people of just putting their uh, time and energy into making something extremely, extremely low budget, but making something quality that uh, everybody kind of believed in and everyone could kind of um, could relate to all the pain points that that we were creating.
0: Awesome. Well, I think I think it was an incredible video. Where can people check out your video?
1: Uh, you can find it on YouTube if you search Upcast app, um, and also on Facebook. Um, we may already be targeting you, but um, <laughs> but if you go to Facebook.com/slash/getupcast, you'll see the video.
0: Drew, thank you so much for being on the We Are LA Tech podcast and making time and being patient to be on <laughs> to be on the show. Really appreciate it. If you guys want to connect deeper into the LA Tech community, go to wearelatech.com slash VIP. That's wearelatech.com slash VIP. There's over 800 amazing people waiting to connect with you. And as you know, we have the Experience Club, which is epic. We do escape rooms, horseback rides, and all sorts of groovy things things with LA tech engineers, investors, founders, product designers, everybody. It's just it's so much fun. Go to wearelatech.com slash club. That's com slash club. I will see you guys hear you guys something in the next episode. Bye. That's 310-872-2423. We Are LA Tech, hosted by Esprit Devorah, has been a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love, linked in the show notes.